Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Happy Sunday, everybody. Well, there's something that I have learned from this congregation. We're never too old to learn. And when I came over here, and you guys did a couple practices which were different for me because I've never really been exposed to it. And as I was doing some research into trying to come up with a sermon idea for today, I came across this about laying on hands. It is something that you as a congregation during prayer time and other times have laid hands on other people during prayers. So I got thinking about that and it's just like, Okay, laying on hands, that's, that's kind of foreign to me coming from my background. And it was a little bit awkward when, the, when you had done it to me as well. And it should not be. Because laying on hands is scripturally based. Laying on hands is mentioned many times throughout the Bible. You know, there's that sense of touch. You know, everything that we do... We feel with our hands. We touch our hymns. We touch our Bible. We touch anything. We are toothbrushes in the morning when we get up and brush our teeth. There's so many things that we can touch and feel. That's an important sense that we have. From the moment we're born until the time we die, there's a sense of touch that is involved. That kind of touch gives us a sense of being in one with each other. And after thinking about that, I'm thinking, we actually don't do enough of that. Well, we do it here a few times. You know, maybe we should abandon our horizon and do more of it. And I'm also thinking, you know, there's other circumstances where we need to reach out and touch someone Give them that healing touch. Give them that. Because when you touch somebody, it's not, it's not going to be a miracle. We want that perfectly clear. And it says that in Scripture. It's not a miracle that something is going to happen. But that touch gives you a sense of peace. It gives you a sense of comfort that someone cares for you. That God cares for all of us. In the book of Acts, in the front of the uh, bulletin, it talks about where they had touched, they, they had a few uh, teachers and prophets. They pulled out two of them and they laid out their hands and touched them and sent them away. It says, Now in the church that was in Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manon, who had been brought up with Herod and the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed, laid hands on them and sent them away. Throughout scriptures, there's a sense of touch. And I can't help that when God breathed life into us, there was a sense of touch right there of, of God. After all, He made us with His hands. 
touching us and then breathing life into us. In 2 Corinthians 6.17 it says, Therefore come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. See, we have to also be careful what we touch. Don't touch unclean things. Touch can be good. It can also be evil. And that's where it is so important, the sense of touch. And that's why, like, when we leave here today, I like to shake hands. It's a sense of touch to be able to reach out, to show that we care and love one another. It's not the same as prayer time touching. But I encourage you on Wednesday evening that when, when they have prayer time here at the church and if there's something on your mind, I encourage you to come to prayer time when we have it here on Wednesday night and say, I could use a prayer. I could use a sense of touch. And that's where the elders of the church come into play. They come and they do their touching. They put their hands upon your shoulders and pray for you. Laying on of hands is, is a spiritual connection. Even when the apostles, some of them were, were uh, baptized by John. And then Paul comes in and says, uh, have you received the Holy Spirit? And they said, we didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. And so Paul laid his hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. The laying of hands is, is something that goes all the way back to Leviticus. Leviticus 1, verses 1 through 4 says, The Lord called Moses and spoke to him from the tent of meeting, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When any one of you brings an offering to the Lord, you shall bring your offering of livestock from the herd or from the flock. If his offering is a burnt offering from the herd, he shall offer a male without blemish. He shall bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting, that he may be accepted before the Lord. He shall lay his hand on the head of the burnt offering, and it shall be accepted for him to make an atonement for him. Even throughout scriptures, there's mentioning of laying on hands when there's a transfer of power. In the book of Numbers, we see God instruct his people in the practice for that transfer of leadership. Numbers 27, 18. So the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is in the spirit, and lay your hand on him. When people lay hands upon for leadership, they also cautious, don't do it so quickly because you might do some more harm than good. 1 Timothy 5.22 says, Do not lay hands upon anyone too hastily and thereby share responsibility for the sins of others. Keep yourself free from sin. Jesus many times touched someone, laid his hands on them, healed them. But you see, the Spirit of God is at work even beyond the sense of touching, beyond the sense of feeling, because many times Jesus would heal and he would not even be in the vicinity of where they were at. See, the power of God is at work. The power of God is at work everywhere. 
and he works through us. He works in our families. He works to us at work. You know, and at times it might be good just to go up to a person, put your hand on somebody's shoulder and say, God be with you. Peace be with you. God is with you. That sense of touch, it really does something to you emotionally. When somebody is sick, we lay hands upon them. We pray for them. Just simply putting hands on somebody is not enough. You simply have to also pray. You've got to pray to God Almighty. Allow the Spirit to come into you, work through you as a conduit, and be upon that person. 2 Timothy 1.6 says, For this reason I remind you to kindle afresh the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. You see, Paul had laid his hands upon Timothy, anointing him for the ministry. The hands of Jesus, the hands of us are at work. The Holy Spirit is at work. When we are prayed upon, when someone touches us, it's a spiritual gift. And it may not totally heal us, but it will give us peace and it will give us comfort. Sometimes the touch of God is at work and we don't realize it. You know, have you ever had sometimes when you're out and about or you're, you're, you're burdened down with something and all of a sudden it feels like somebody is touching you? You feel the presence of the Holy Spirit of God putting his hands upon your shoulder and say, it's okay, my child. I am with you. So the laying on of hands is, is great and wonderful. It's a time for, for guidance from God. It's not just a formal deal. It's real. So I encourage for each one of us, as we live out our lives, make sure that we have a sense of touch for one another, a sense of prayer, a, a sense of, of being. And I would even like to see us here as a congregation expand upon that during service. We won't do anything today unless something happens to uh, come about, but something we need to work on. Some, something we, you know, our, what are we doing as a church? We are supposed to be reaching out to people. It's not important enough just for me to, to preach the gospel to you, but also for you to preach the gospel to other people, to reach out to other people, to reach out to those who are in nursing homes or are held up at homes. We need to go to them as a congregation, as members. I'm not able to be everywhere, so it's up for the deacons of the church to do that. And that's why I'd also like to meet with the deacons sometime and talk about that. What are we doing as a congregation? What are we doing outside of this hour of worship? There's more to worshiping God than who's coming to church on Sunday. There are people out there who need our touch, who need that sense of prayer, who would love to see us. 
And that's our challenge that is faced throughout scriptures. Laying on of hands is, is something that is something that all Christians should do. According to scripture, it says we should lay on hands. Hebrews 6, 1 through 3 says, Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dread works and a faith toward God and of instruction about washings, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and the eternal judgment. And this we will do. God is at work. And I, I, I will say that as a congregation, you have fulfilled me. And I'm hoping that I'm fulfilling you as well as a congregation. No one is above one another. The preacher of a congregation should not be elevated to a higher level than the rest of us. Because we are all the same. We are all children of God. Sons and daughters, looking for comfort during times of need, looking for that time when we need God in our lives. Reach out, and we talked about that last week, about the touching, reach out and touch someone. And now today we're talking about the laying on of hands. It is something that we need to do. And basically, today I'm serving as a reminder to each one of you here today. When was the last time that you laid hands upon somebody and prayed for them? Besides your spouse or somebody in your home or even here in the congregation. When was the last time we visited somebody? I see a lot of empty pews out here. I can't imagine that there are people out there that could use our visit, that could use our prayer, that could use our healing touch. It's time that we become active. It's time that we allow the Spirit of God to work inside each one of us and get us fired up for the mission that is at hand. Because it is at hand. It needs to be done. It needs to be done now. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next year. The congregation needs to be aroused by the power of the Holy Spirit and allow the Spirit of God to work inside every one of us here today throughout throughout the week and throughout the rest of our lives. As long as we are able to get up out of bed in the morning and be able to walk about, we have to minister to God. Because there will come a day, there will come a day when we're not able to get up out of bed. There will come a day when we are going to be, our bodies are simply going to get to a position where we can't get about anymore like we we used to. That day is coming. And then I don't want us to say, gee, I wish I would have done more. Instead, it should say, I have done all that I can during my lifetime. I've done what I can to reach out and touch someone, to heal for them, to reach out to other people. See, we get too comfortable in our own homes. We get too comfortable in our own lives and we don't want to think about where we're going to strangers, going to friends, going to relatives. 
We need to do that. God demands of us to do that. And I would like to close with Psalm 139. Actually has a little part about laying on the hands as well in Psalm 139. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be too dark for you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my uninformed my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. Our work is only beginning. Our work continues day in and day out. Our work will not cease until we are no longer able to do it. This is the work of the Lord that we have been instructed to do. Let us praise the Lord, give him glory and honor every day and reach out and pray and lay your hands upon someone that they will receive peace from you. Amen. May the grace of God which surpasses our understanding keep our hearts and minds in the true Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.